Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Gendel, and on today's exciting episode, I'm speaking with the talented Mark Schinnerer, author of The Success Grower, Eight Down-to-Earth Elements for Achieving Your Goals. Now, growing up on a farm and being an avid gardener has given Mark the experience of planting, planting, cultivating, nurturing, and harvesting the insight to regrow his own dreams and goals. Mark spent years with a dream to help others be successful in their lives and careers as well. And today, he is achieving success as a CEO by using his farming and business experience to reach a level of success that allows him to mentor and help others seeking to begin their own journey to plant the seeds of their goals, nurture them through their growth cycle, and reap the harvest of achievement. So if you're ready to grow your success and achieve your goals, then stay tuned for this episode of the Daily Authors Podcast with Mark Schinnerer. Hey, by the way, if you're ready to write your book today, you can head on over to writeabookuniversity.com forward slash free and get a free four-lesson video course that'll help you on your journey to writing your book. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. All right. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So excited to talk to you today about your book, The Success Grower, Eight Down-to-Earth Elements for Achieving Your Goals. Thanks again, Mark, for joining me. You're welcome, Aaron. Glad to be here and glad to just talk about the book. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we jump into the book, if you wouldn't mind, Mark, just telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work and what you got going on right now. Well, about my work, I'm, I'm a CEO for a nonprofit organization and work with adults with special needs, but I do some coaching with people for setting goals. So that's what my book is about. And one of them that's kind of a hot topic right now is losing weight. That was a personal mission of mine. I've, I lost, oh, 40 pounds in six months and specifically was using the process that I kind of outline in the book but that I teach people with when I coach them. So awesome. that's been really cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. There's like this trigger date, and I, I don't know why, but all of a sudden people are like, man, you've lost a lot of weight. It's like, well, yeah, I've been trying for several months. <laughs> Not trying, I've been working on it. And uh, so, you know, it's cool to see that the things that you teach actually do work, you know. Amazing. Yeah, that's got to feel great. Well, let's dive into your book, Mark, The Success Grower. Would you mind just giving us that 30,000-foot view? It is a book about setting goals. Now, the book is written in an allegory format, uh, kind of a story. So it, I tell everybody it reads like a novel, but you learn these eight principles, these eight elements of achieving your goals, as I, as I call them. And it's kind of in the style of Ogmandino, um, Patrick Lencioni, um, Andy Andrews in some of their books. So it's easy to read, and there's a lot of principles in there. So the book is about the journey this guy takes. He's kind of frustrated at work, and he takes this journey. He ends up in kind of no-name middle America, farm country, has a problem with his car, and has to spend a little time there, and uh, meets up with this old farmer who teaches him these eight elements of achieving goals and how, how to develop and create your own success in life. Awesome. Awesome. Was there anything practical? Maybe you could just share 
a couple of the eight steps, maybe just dive a little deeper into those and give the listeners something to, to chew on and give them uh, some practical things they could walk away with. Well, the first one is, um, and, and so I use kind of farming analogies when I talk about this. And sure. so the first one is really talking about planting the seed. It's about keeping your mind the right mindset so that when you have these goals and these dreams and these ideas that come into your mind that you've got a fertile mind. And so I talk a lot about reading and learning and talking to people so that your mindset is right and ready when you have a dream or a goal that you want to achieve because that's where it starts. It starts with the right mindset and the belief that you can achieve it. The other thing that's really important is people a lot of times set goals and you know we're not too far off from New Year's again and people will set New Year's resolutions again yeah. and typically within I think I think it's about within 12 days they're all gone. They, they give up on them because they probably really didn't intend to it. They just know they should set them. And so people don't really know how to set, first of all, a good goal, an actionable goal. And second of all, what everybody misses is the plan that you need in order to implement that goal. Everybody knows they need to set a goal. And so I talk in the book about having this plan and looking down the road and trying to determine where you want to be in five years and three years and one year and create a plan to get there. And there's an analogy uh, briefly in the book that I use a lot called GPS. I call it the goal planning system. You know, we all have the map app on our phone and all you have to do is put the destination in the app and it will, one, maybe give you multiple routes that you can choose from. Once you do choose it, it will give you turn-by-turn directions how to get there. And if there's a lot of traffic, if there's construction, it's interesting how it knows all that stuff. Yeah. And it, it may detour you around it. And so because we understand that in our life, I use that kind of as an analogy with people to how they need to have a GPS directions for their life. And when they run up against the challenges and roadblocks in their life, they've already thought about where I'm going to go and, you know, what other direction I might take. But it's that turn by turn. You don't get to the second one until you pass the first one. And that's what most people fail to understand about setting goals. They think they should just get to the end. But there's a whole lot of work and a lot of steps in between. And that's what I teach people as to how to find those steps and put that plan together. Amazing. Yeah, super important. A lot of the people you hear setting goals, like you said, but doing it in the right way so that you can get to that end goal is a reason, obviously, to pick up this book. Could you walk us through, I guess, if there was one thing that the listener and the reader could take away from your book, what would you say that would be? I would say it would probably be dealing with what I, I call in the book, I call them storms. There's a chapter in the book about storms. And there's a pretty good storm in the story, but I relate that to the storms that happen in our life. It could be an illness that, you know, really knocks us down. It could be the death of a parent, a spouse, or a child. It could be we lost our job. These storms come up, 
And if we don't take time now, when we were setting goals to think about what they might be and how we might handle it, which gets back to the mindset, then we will let them just tear us up and they'll, they'll waylay us. We'll fall into the trap and maybe not get out. But if we have at least thought about how I'm going to walk through the challenges that show up in my life, then you can come out the other side because there's always a brighter day on the other side of the storm as long as you don't get stuck in it. And I see so many people today who are struggling with the challenges of their life and they're mentally and physically just kind of mired in the middle of it and don't know how to get out and have never thought about getting out. And so I tell people in the book, you've got to at least have a thought discussion or process about how you would maybe move through this and get beyond it because you can. Oh, that's great advice. Great words of wisdom there. Mark, you talk a lot about mindset. Who's influenced you to have the mindset you have now and the position you're in and to write this incredible book? And, um, you know, could you share with the listeners who has influenced you? You know, there's been several over the years. I, I started reading books and, and I think reading is horribly important. Yeah. And, you know, for our own personal growth, for knowledge, depending on, you know, why you want to read, even for relaxation and just enjoyment is fine, but we need to read. But for me, I've read, you know, it's a lot of the old standards. I read all all the Ogmandino books, you know, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich is one of my favorite books. And, you know, it gets to the mindset. A guy that passed away just a few years ago, Jim Rohn is a favorite. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes from him is, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. And that's how so many people spend their life. You know, if, if they don't want to do something, they'll always find an excuse as to why they can't do it or don't want to do it or won't do it. But if you really, really, really want to do something, you will find a way to make it happen. Mm, so true. So true. Love that. And, you know, Jim Rohn, he... he he was a great success teacher, success inspirational leader, and sadly passed away a few years ago. Uh, but, but his work and his words still live on, so I read them all the time. So what's so powerful about books, right? <laughs> it is, exactly. And Mark, could you talk us through a fail you might have had in your life, something that you learned from? I know in my personal life, I, I believe I'm failing all the time, and I learned the most from those, so if you could share a story or some event that might um, encourage the listeners? Well, I'd have to stop and think if there's one event. I mean, like you said, we always are working on things in our life, and and there are always failures. If people are afraid to fail, then they're never going to succeed at anything because failure is a part of the journey. You know, I look back at – I grew up in the time when – they put man on the moon, you know, the whole Apollo thing. And if it wasn't for the failures, they never would have had the successes. Yeah. For me, the biggest, I guess, failure is something that I just continue to deal with today. And it's procrastination. It's so easy for me to put things off. And then I'm running at the end to get it done and, you know, to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. So that's something I fight all the time. I don't always win today still. So it's something that I continually learn from, even today. Yeah. 
Well, you mentioned a, a quote by Jim Rohn. Any other favorites you love that you like to share or that you live by? Well, I think this is a Jim Rohn quote also. I, no, it's um, former president, was it Harry Truman? I can't remember. He, he says, readers are leaders and leaders are readers. And that one stuck with me. I mean, I've been reading for many, many, many years. And when I came across that one, it's like, yeah, I get that one. <laughs> um, I, in fact, I, I was talking to a guy the other day who is exceptionally busy in his work. And I, I gave him a copy of my book. And I said, many people would think you don't have time to read. But I know as busy as you are, the leader that you are, you read a lot. He said, yes, I read three books a week. Wow. And most people would not even have expected that from him because he is so busy in his work. Wow. That's amazing. Well, let's jump to the book writing process, Mark. If you could share anything that maybe you wish you had known before you started writing that you know now that would encourage the listeners that might want to write a book. Well, my process probably is a little different than a lot of people. Actually, I spent eight years with the book idea kind of stuck in my head. I did write it down. I made some notes. Um, occasionally, I looked at it as kind of this very, very thin outline. And I had, at the time, I had seven of the eight elements. And I didn't get the eighth one until I was actually writing the book. But it took me eight years to just figure out what I wanted to do with this book. And I didn't even try to write it until probably five years into that process. And I didn't have a clue. It was just, it was something I didn't know how to do. I sat down, I tried to write it. I tried to write it like all of the other self-help nonfiction books that I've read. And I got about a chapter and a half in and it was like, I hate this. (laughs) And I, you know, it's like, what do I have to add to the world of knowledge that's sitting in there on my shelf, you know? And so I put it aside and I didn't touch it for three years until I came across really the concept of the way I wrote the book. I mean, I've been reading Og Mandino and Andy Andrews and Patrick Lencioni for years. And all of a sudden, this story popped into my head and I was driving with my son, my, my adult son. And I said, Hey, I got an idea for a book. He said, well, tell me about it. So I told him about the first book and I said, would you read that book? And he's like, no, I wouldn't read that book. I think he was 26 at the time. And I said, okay, I have this idea. And I kind of told him the framework of the story as kind of as the book is today. It's a little different than, than I told him, but the framework, the story, the process, the challenge that this guy goes through and who he meets and what he finds out. And I said, would you read that book? He's like, yeah, I'd read that book. Hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. It took me three more years to write the book until one day I was talking to a friend and I think he got tired of listening to the story of the book. And he said, would you start writing it? (laughs) So I'm not sure really what I'm going to give your, your listeners and your authors because I sat down in March of 2017 with a iPad on my lap and a keyboard and I started typing. And I would type every morning for 30 minutes to an hour. And I think if I leave anything with anybody, 
it would be probably that. Do it every day. Schedule a time. I did it first thing in the morning. When I first got up, I would get up at 5 o'clock. I would type. So I would say, don't frustrate. Just write. Just type. 100 days later, the book was done. And let's see. That was May. Four months later, I was holding the book. Because I had found the author and the process they had then to get the book published. But I did it every day. And I, for me, I think what it ended up being was I didn't sit there any day. I didn't have writer's block at all. Hmm. Every morning I got up and it's like, where did I leave off the story? And I would pick up and just start writing because I had lived with the story in my head for three years, the concept for eight, but the story in my head for three years, what I was doing, I was just transcribing the narrative that was going on in my head. <laughs> now, I don't necessarily would recommend somebody carry a book around in their head for three years or even eight years because it can drive you a little nuts because it's like, how do I write this thing? But start putting it on paper. I wish I'd start putting it on paper a lot earlier, but Finally, I got it out of my head. That outline was already in your head, it sounds like. And then you wrote it really pretty quickly, 100 days. Yeah. Um, it's fairly quick. I was talking to another guy one time, and he said, well, how long did it take you to write your book? And I said, 100 days. And he said, I hate you. <laughs> I've been trying to write my book for three years. And that's when it occurred to me, no, it took me eight years to write the book. Hmm. It took me a hundred days to transcribe the story that was in my head. Right. Cause I'd lived with it for eight years. So because of that, you're saying I was going to ask you about writer's block, but because you kind of feel like you just had it so clear in your mind, what you wanted to write about, you didn't really have to ever face that when you got up in the morning. Was there anything else you did to, you know, in those, did you always have that time, those 30 minutes to an hour and you were writing the whole time for the most part? I did. Yeah, I did. I think I probably only missed maybe four days because I was traveling. Okay. And, you know, the story is set on a farm. I grew up on a farm. And the things that happened to the character in the book are things that either I did or experienced on the farm. So the story and the analogies of the concepts are all based in my own real life experiences. So it wasn't like I had to figure out, okay, what's it like to live on a farm and what would happen if this occurred and how do you deal with that? I knew what the story was. Yeah. I just injected where those eight elements fit because I'd been thinking about them for eight years. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, well, Mark, what about the most difficult part of writing a book? Would you say, was it was it just starting for you or was there something else that challenged you once you got going? For me, it, it truly was the starting. And then, you know, just the process of the kind of the minutia then to get it published, you got to get it edited, you got to get it corrected. You got to deal with the cover design, the interior design, just the minutia. It's like, come on, can we just... <laughs> we just get through this and get it done. But I knew I couldn't short change that process. Yeah. It was something that, you know, I had to go through and, and get it done. So, but that was kind of frustrating. It's like oh, waiting on the editor, the girl that I used, it was like, oh, she said, yeah, I'll get to it in a couple of weeks. And it's like, really? <laughs> a couple of weeks? 
which was really pretty fast. And, and she was great. She was really good. Um, it was worth the wait then. <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely worth the wait. She was very good at what she did. Awesome. Well, what would you say now that the book's out there, you're getting to share your message, helping people with their goals, what would you say the best part about writing a book has been for you? I think for me, it's, it's really the, the change in people's lives. I met a guy just recently. Uh, my daughter actually introduced him to me, and he came up, and he said, I read your book. I got all this stuff underlined, and I got the pages dog-eared, and, and it's like, you know, that's kind of weird, but that's really cool. And, you know, I've had people tell me that I'm putting things, you know, into practice that are in your book because I've never thought of them that way before. Mm-hmm. And it's humbling. I don't want to get a big head about it, but it's humbling to know that this story that I carried around and this story that I put in a book is actually helping people in their lives. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Mark, I'll uh, get to ask you where the listeners can connect with you online. But before I ask you that, I'd like to ask if I missed anything and if you could step into my shoes, maybe what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Let's see. Well, you know, you might've asked, what happens to the character at the end of the story? But I'm not going to tell you. So <laughs> got to read the book. Let's see. Anything else? I can't really think of anything except for the biggest challenge that people have. I mean, you didn't really ask me about goals in the process, but the, the biggest challenge a lot of people have is that I've talked to is they don't like goals. And I had, I had a lady tell me that one time and I stopped her mid sentence. And I said, I think I know why you said that. I said, but tell me. And she said, because people set goals a lot in their life or all the time or new year's resolutions and they don't keep them. And so they feel like a failure. Hmm. And so they hate to talk about goals because it reminds them that they are a failure because they don't keep them. And that's what I want to help people overcome is you know, you don't keep them because you've never been told how to develop plan in the process to implement it, nor have you been told how to set a really good goal. And you just think you need to set a goal. And so you fail. And I don't want people to feel like a failure. If you've got a goal or a dream in your life, why not give it all you, you can to achieve it? I can help people figure out how to put that plan together through a process so they can't achieve it because I don't want anybody to feel like a failure when they've never had all the information on how to do it. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's incredible that you're helping people get there and achieve their goals. I mean, I think a big part of what makes life exciting. Well, thank you again, Mark, for being on the show. I just want to end with where the listeners can connect with you online. Maybe what, what you're up to next. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm doing um, some coaching, uh, putting together some coaching groups. Right now, the big one is just weight loss, you know, coming up into the holiday season, and everybody is somewhat dreading the fact that all this food's going to (laughs) show up. And, you know, I didn't lose the weight earlier in the year, and now I got to go through all that again. Well, it's not too late. And I'm putting together some groups to just talk about that, help them create a plan so they can get there. Because, I lost weight. I know how to do it. It takes commitment, takes a mindset, but I can help people figure that out and get there. So that's what I'm doing right now. And then I, you know, I coach 
people for just general goals and how to set goals and, and businesses on how to do strategic planning because that is goal setting one on one. Yeah. Sometimes when people don't like to talk about goals, I say it's it's personal strategic planning. That's all it is. <laughs> so let's get on with it. And let's let's get through it. I have a website called thesuccessgrower.com, named after the book. What I'm going to do for you and your listeners is I'm going to put a page over there. It'll be thesuccessgrower.com forward slash daily authors. And I'm going to put a resource there. I'm going to put my GPS for success. Uh, it's a little PDF that talks about how to create that plan and uh, create your own goal planning system so you can achieve some goals. So awesome. I'll put that I'll put out there and your listeners can access that and use it in their life. Wow. Thank you so much for doing that, Mark. Appreciate that. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Mark. It's been awesome to talk to you and just hear about your story, your book. Congrats again. All the best with the weight loss stuff. We all need it. <laughs> and uh, it it's success in uh, your, your ventures. Uh, thanks again. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. 